0: Like many of you, we've battled depression during life's ups and downs.
1: Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face.
0: Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review
1: band biographies, and
0: more. This is the When
1: Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox.
0: Hey, everybody! It's me. It's me. It's JAC, and welcome to this. Spooky edition of when the Show music speaks. Uh, where we write depression with the power of music and the uh, noises you hear in the background is by a ghost, a Let's ghost. with soul from beyond the grave. I am your professional. <laughs> I am your professional handicapper, James Cox. Like I said before, I know I'm not the voice of Scooter from the Muppets, or I am also not the voice of Chucky. As there's a new Ooh, there's That's a, a good one. There's a new there's a new series and I'm not sure if you caught that. but no, yeah, but I haven't seen it yet. I'd like, like, love like, to cable. watch it. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I wasn't a really big fan of Chucky, but you know, because I mean, terrified I mean, me as a child. I mean, I a, yeah, with with me, he's like it's a doll, just kick him, you know. Eh. But then it's again, just, you know, it scared um, me. Like yeah. now,
1: looking back on it, I think it's such a silly concept for a. Uh, uh, a horror movie but it worked and it's terrified people like me at a young age so i, I guess it terrified other people as well <laughs> i was
0: more Apple. i was more afraid of freddie than anybody ever yeah
1: jason was my my big scare Jason, uh, jason and was
0: my man dude. he yeah, yeah. He, he could do no wrong for me but Freddy, now i love no.
1: now i love all of those those movies but like as a child chucky terrified me i, I wouldn't watch anything with chucky uh, Scream was really big whenever I was a kid yes, too. So and yes. with Ghostface was terrifying to me. Um, and then I watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre as a as a young person too, that, and it that really just, did, that, well watching it now. It's, but now it's it's, like, it's stupid it's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's, uh, so, it's so stupid. It's funny. Yeah. But like when I watched it as a kid, like I really thought that all that like happens, like it would like it was a true story, and all that was um, like. It, like had actually like there was actually a leather face out there that had killed these people and then like they ate everybody like I, I thought it really happened so it worked it scared me blair witch project same thing like the marketing behind those movies um to make it seem like it was a real thing that had actually happened was just genius because it worked right. uh on right. people like me so uh, <laughs> but yeah but you uh, wondered who me is yeah me is commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room only when I'm playing the drums, I'm your endless source of useless music knowledge. You can call me Blake Mosley, you can call me Brosley, you can call me Emo Bemo. I'm working on that one, uh, and I'm here to ask: Do you like Ice
0: Nine Kills? Yes, I. You know what? I had the chance to go. I, I, I think I invited you to to uh, possibly go see him in, in the yeah, Senate. I did not get to go, but I, I to, but Dick. I totally flaked out, and then I I just totally forgot about buying the ticket. You know, but. Cause when I was going back to buy the ticket, they were also. Sort I'm of like God, you know. I oh, know, like they ruined, the, yeah, ruined but, everything. Yeah, but I heard they're fantastic. Cause um, yeah, you, you know, cause I work at Outback. and mm-hmm. uh, and one of the customers that I sat down, cause I'm, a, cause I'm a host, right? Uh, it was this 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 girl and this guy, and this guy, because he had I I he had ice Night kill shirt on. Yeah, it was like a couple months ago. I'm like, oh, did you go to the show? And they're like, yeah, they're put awesome. I'm like, damn it, I wish I would, you yeah. know? Yeah, like, that would have been a good show. Yeah, that would have yeah. been amazing. But, yeah. They Were Were Prada it was a great show. Oh, yeah, it was. It was um, a fun time. Yeah, yeah. it's thoroughly really enjoyed it. that. Yeah, yeah. But, yes, to your question, I do like Ice Like Kills.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yes. Do you? Cool.
0: I, you know, I do, and I will,
1: yeah. I will say, and what we'll, what we'll get into, what we're going to discover today when we talk about this band. Um, as part of our month-long Halloween episodes that we're doing, uh, so stay tuned for this whole month. We're going to be doing something themed around Halloween, spooky something, whatever. Uh, this was a great, um, a great band to cover because of the the creativity behind the band and the way that they have marketed their music. Um, and what we're going to learn is that this was not an overnight success. This band has actually been around for 20 years now, and uh, it, I I had no idea. I knew about them, but in the midst of when they were coming out i kind of slept on them just because i was like there's so many bands that are like this oh that is so cool yeah. i love that anyone watching on youtube james has really cool so, uh silver scream inked in blood yes. uh ice nine kills merch so
0: well this is uh, the merchandise, this is their book from, that's their um, book
1: yes when we're and uh, we're, we'll get to that
0: okay yeah yeah this is, <laughs> yeah. yeah this is the the uh yeah, I
1: believe we talked about them on our comic book. We uh, did. We did. Episode yep. two. Uh, Spencer from from the band is just so this is so creative. Good. He is a he is a marketing genius, and um, I am I am very glad that I yeah, finally dude, like it, get this band a chance.
0: Every time I, every time I see him on any kind of video, that guy kind of freaks me out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, because he's like his face is like so. He does. Yeah. I mean Well, he's done such
1: I, a good job of like taking on the persona of like a horror movie character. Um, serial that killer, he, yeah, transcends into uh speaking into of, their music, and I love it.
0: Speaking of serial killers, I I, I watched the uh, the the Dahmer tapes, whatever. On yeah. Like, the, the, yeah, yeah, we'll talk talk about that later on another. Okay, episode. cool.
1: I'm also I'm here for that. <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, yeah. But um, Ice Lake is like, yeah, like you said, they've been doing 20 years. Mm-hmm. I just found out about them when when I heard the um uh they think god it's Friday song, yes, you know? yeah, and I think that blew up blew up the whole like you know existence right there because yes, I mean before that I didn't you and me never knew that they were there. you know,
1: yeah, it's so I knew they were there it's okay. just thinking about the time frame that uh, first off we're gonna learn that they did not start off as a metalcore band um, we'll get to that we'll have some examples to show you guys. Um, but they they transitioned into that scene when it started to really blow up. And uh one thing that I learned from watching the uh punk rock NBA uh Finn McKinty videos on YouTube, uh he did a whole deep dive on uh Ice Nine kills, but like at this time when they were starting to like get popular in the Metalcore scene, they were like 10 years older than the rest of the guys who were like the Metalcore bands that were getting really popular of Mice and Men. Uh, like Moths to Flames, all those guys, like when it was when those bands were big, Ice Nine Kills was there, but they were older than them because they had been at it a little bit longer, mm-hmm. had discovered that that subgenre was starting to pick up and like where they were good at it. Um, but they just kind of fell like behind all of those bands. They would tour with them, they would open for them, but they never really like quite got that uh that success that they were they were striving for right. until the silver screen came out and that is when i discovered them uh, a grave mistake was the first song that i had i remember like sticking out to me because it was the concept of knowing like these guys these guys took a a a chance to release an album where every song is uh based on a classic horror movie of some kind and then um i love the crow I always always thought that was such a great movie i'm very excited about the remake i know a lot of people are not but i am um but uh I love that movie. And then A Grave Mistake was based on that movie. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So I listened to it. And then I discovered, thank God it's Friday, which is obviously from Friday the 13th, um, American Nightmare, The Nightmare on Elm Street, and just things like that. I was just like, that is so, that is so a cool idea. I love horror. I love horror punk. I love any scary movies, anything like that. It's my favorite time of year, spooky season. Uh, and now it has become a tradition for me to go back and watch all of their music videos released from... The Silver Scream and the Silver Scream 2, since they all kind of tie together and it's like this cool like universe that they have and there's lore behind it. And I just think when a band takes the time and energy uh, to create something as as uh, uh, um, as important as marketing and making your band more than just a band, but a brand. Right. Um, and then getting your fans involved in so many ways, it shows you care about the fans and it shows that you really care about like taking this to the next. What, how can we be more than just a band? Right. Let's let's do more than just play shows and release albums. And then that's it. Let's get creative. Let's do a comic book. I love stuff like that. And bands have been doing that for years. Look at kiss. Kiss is like the ultimate in marketing uh with all of their merch that they have the misfits same thing like you can go you can go to any like hot topic or spencer's or anywhere and you can find a thousand kiss and misfits uh merchandise and maybe one day we'll go into those places and a lot right alongside those you'll there will be a ton of ice nine ice kills nine, right. uh merchandise that they can I, i'm sure those guys would love to be able to to hone in on that but anyway
0: well, Kiss has coffins, and I'm like, okay, you're, coffin, yeah. you're really searching that out now. So I wouldn't be too shocked if I don't see Ice Nine kill a coffin. that Ice can, Nine coffin that you can buy one day and bury yourself in. You know, after you and coffin away. is spelled
1: with a K. Ice <laughs> Nine <laughs> coffin.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Royalties our way. Thank Woo. you, Ice Nine kills. Hit me it. up. Yeah. So.
1: well, let's dive into it. Why don't we? Sure. All right. Well, Ice Nine Kills, uh, sometimes stylized in all capital letters and abbreviated to ink, uh, and formerly known as Ice Nine, is an American heavy metal band from Boston, Massachusetts, who are signed to Fearless Records. Best known for its horror-inspired lyrics, Ice Nine Kills uh, uh, formed in its earliest in- incarnation in 2000 by high school friends Spencer Charnas and Jeremy Schwartz. Uh, Charnus is currently the only remaining founding member i want to stop there for a second and say this okay a lot of times things like that worry me and scare me when a band constantly has these revolving members that leave and join and leave and join and like there's only one person who remains and usually in those scenarios that one person is the problem behind all of that you know what i mean exactly uh, we have recently seen this with uh the fever um three 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 uh that uh is, has really blown up in the past few years and those of you who don't know it's kind of like a little super group with the former lead singer of uh let live uh one of the guitarists from the chariot and then the drummer from night wishes um and really cool band I always describe them as like a modern day rage against the machine um however it has re- recently been announced that the drummer and the guitarist have left the band so it, it all kind of makes you go back to what is the deal with with why this one singer in the band cannot keep a band together? Is he the problem? Is it the crit? And they always say creative differences, which usually means this guy is just a jerk, a huge <laughs> jerk, and he's ruining everybody's lives around him. Right. Um, and, and, and you worry about that. But with, with Spencer Charnas, I don't think that's the case. I really don't. I think it is because, as Finn McKinty also said in that video, it's it's not a creative difference thing i think a lot of those guys that were in that band over the years were tired of grinding and grinding and grinding without that success and had not hit their stride yet until the silver screen came along now that is when like everybody is like they've got the same members that are starting to stick around now and i think you just get tired of like okay this band isn't working i'm gonna quit i'll go i'll go do another band um, as far as I know, there haven't been there hasn't been a whole lot of bad blood between past members and current members. So,
0: so let anyway. me throw this out there. Do you, okay, so so you said that they didn't start out as a metal band, right? So they did not far from it. So, yeah. do you think the, the other members wanted to stay the way they were, and Spencer was like, "No, nah, we're gonna do this"? I metal Wayne, I We're gonna just, just. I mean, at, at the yeah, after several screen I think. You know?
1: I think what happened. It, thinking about the time frame this is and i don't know for sure so this isn't like this isn't gospel don't take my word for it but Mm. i think what happened is you you start out as a band is one thing Mm. you start to see music because they started out as a pop punk uh ska band right Right. okay which like at the in the early 2000s when they started yes was very popular blinks on top of the world some 41 a newfound glory green days doing i mean the pop punk was everywhere right yeah but if you don't have anything that stands out then you kind of just kind of like fall behind everybody else which is what happened when they turned into a metalcore band that everyone else kind of got popular and then they were just kind of there in the background for support yeah we'll tour with you guys handful of people know who we are we we're selling some albums but for the most part they're sleeping in the van uh you Um, know waiting to for the venue to open up like i mean they don't have it good they're barely scraping by and i think what happens is just like you kind of evolve with the times okay pop punk is really not as popular anymore in like 2004 uh blink 182 broke up like i mean like it's yeah. kinda, it kind of looked like the end for that era um and what started to take over screamo music which then evolved to like metalcore kind of taking over and then they just kind of evolved with the times and i'm sure that there were some of those guys and the i mean they started out in high school i mean right Career paths change. Like some people are like, all right, I'm gonna quit this band. I'm gonna to go to college. I'm gonna start a family. You guys have fun with that. Uh it's not for me. So I, I think that's probably what it what it was.
0: Nice, nice.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So to date, Ice Thank has released three EPs along with six full-length out of studio albums. Last chance to make amends. Safe safe is just, just a set. Safe is just a chat Say that for me, I can't Safe say it's just a shadow. there you go. I don't hey, know why I can't to get it. words that.
1: failed him, but the music did speak. Ah well, I see what you did there. Uh,
0: the Put predator it on a right, yes, yes, the predator becomes the prey, uh, and they're most successful of I mean, the date every trick in the book, which peaks at number one hundred and twenty two on the billboard two two hundred the silver screen, the silver scream, sorry. Which yes. peaked at uh, number twenty nine, and their latest, *December Scream 2 *Welcome to Horrorwood*, which is great. I love that album. So good, such uh, good album. Which peaked at number eighteen on the U.S. Billboard 100. That's that's awesome. It's amazing. Um, yeah, they vet, like
1: fell right behind like Kelly. They're like in the top ranks with like Kelly Clarkson. It's just weird. Dog, it's but yeah. weird, but I mean, it was yeah. it like you know it, it's it says something.
0: Their ba- their band name is derived from the fictional substance Ice Nine from the novels Cats the Cradle, Ca- Cats Cradle, by Kurt Van Gutt, Vonnegut. Vonnegut. I think that's how you Von- say that. Vonnegut. Not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice.
1: So the group originally pursued a style of ska punk, as we mentioned before, influenced by alternative rock, ska, and pop punk. Uh, but they have since shifted into a style which has been described as metalcore, post-hardcore, heavy metal. Melodic hardcore, symphonic metal, and horror punk. Yes. Um Ice Nine Kills has described itself as theatricore, which mm. I love. I've never heard that term before. Theatricor. We're definitely gonna have to do a breakdown on that subgenre for sure. Um, but that would be like bands like Escape the not Escape the Fate, um like Falling in Reverse, uh and Ice Nine Kills and things of that nature. A little bit more over over the top, which by the way, have to talk about it. I have to talk about it. This the have you heard about the recent controversy behind falling in reverse having to cancel um out of a out of a uh, festival because their laptops got stolen no okay all right This little quick news i just want to insert this and i I want anyone who is on the uh, the side of like kind of like the the boomer i hate to use that term but the boomer generation that is like well a real band doesn't need laptops to play uh music yeah okay Eddie Trunk is one of those people that said that. And they, Uh, him and Sebastian Bach, and uh, have just been ganging up on Ronnie Radke from Falling in Reverse because they had to pull out of a festival because their laptops got stolen. I want to make this very known. Okay. The type of music that Falling in Reverse plays not only requires a lot of backing tracks to go along with this theatricore. Um sub genre that we're we're kind of diving into. There's a lot that goes into these shows. Ice Nine Kills also relies on a lot of laptops because you have lights that are cued to specific parts of the song. Right. You have sound clips that are that are uh mixed in with it as well. It is all a part of the show. You don't go see a band. I mean, all right, if some people do go just see a band just to listen to the music, but honestly, in my opinion, why don't you just listen to the album at home?
0: Yeah, right. Right.
1: If you're going to a show. You want to be entertained, and one of the things that comes along with being entertained is the visual aspect of it, right? So you want to see the lights. You want to see that they come out on stage with uh, horror-themed movie costumes and uh, playing along to the songs. Well, Falling in Reverse has a lot of lights and backing tracks that play into it. So yes, the show is not going to be the same if they just get up there and play their music. Um, with, their, with their instruments It doesn't work for the music And that's not why those people are there to see that band right. They're there to have a good time They're so there Eddie's to call- see the show as much as I love Eddie Trunk and used to like really love that metal show and listening to his podcasts and and things like that, I, I think he needs to like calm down a little bit. Okay, and Sebastian Bach has been proven uh, to use uh, backing tracks and and all that stuff. And I don't know why Sebastian Bach thinks that like the world thinks he's relevant by any way. A lot of people don't even know who he is. Whenever he started coming up in this, but anyway, that's my little rant. Let's get into uh, Ice Nine Kills here, and we're gonna start out with what they used to sound like. And then kind of as they evolved into uh, this theatrical band that we know them for now.
0: This song is called Saturday by Ice Nine, I guess it was called, right?
1: At the time, they were still called Ice Nine. Ice
0: Nine. Okay, Saturday by Ice Nine. Here we go.
1: Saturday was another day, just the other day, when I heard somebody say, Do you remember way back when the day when you were still okay? Kind of weird, you know? it is weird. It's not. It's odd, but you can hear it. Like you oh, can yeah. hear Spencer Charnis, uh right. in that. But it's, yeah, it's uh, it it's different. It's definitely different. But what I like about that is, so that was their pop, their uh, pop punk ska era. Right. They they pay homage to that in the first Silver Scream album as well. When they asked uh, the horn section uh, from Less Than Jake to be featured on, um the song that was uh inspired by the film it so it's just really cool like it all comes back around like they they're not ashamed of that era nice. uh, is what i'm basically trying to say a lot of bands would be like our first album sucked we're not gonna play anything from our first album we were different people back then this is the band now this is who you're here to say. but like like they would not have got as long as 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 a grind as has been for them um they would not be where they are had they not like taken a chance 20 years ago with a nice. pop punk band that just didn't it didn't work out right stepping stones and that's what's important to keep in mind here don't give up like you want it bad enough you can make it happen so
0: yeah just like you said that, that, that this was early 2000 right Or 2000 right.
1: yeah so I guess two, yeah in the year 2000 right yep. so
0: I guess like bands like Go Finger, Blink 182 you know, and all those pop blowing punk up bands
1: everywhere work. this is so, prime pop punk level of music as as what we were what we were just listening to so, so obviously
0: you want to go with the with the more popular bands popular sound at that time right
1: metalcore was not a thing then like no. that had not blown up like it was still going to be another five or six years before that really took off yeah, Emo think, music really wasn't that big yet yeah, like, i think
0: metal um, metalcore took off for like 2005 or six right or something like yeah. that yeah
1: yeah so. somewhere around that age it kind of like starts around like when the emo like screamo music started getting popular in like 2002 yeah. 2003 2004 so it starts to get heavier heavier music starts to become popular and then it just evolves to where it's like uh, okay yeah this band that's screaming and doing deep growls and gutturals and then bass you know bass uh double bass and breakdowns and things like that it kind of came mainstream and they that's what they latched onto, and i think they do it so well
0: right right awesome yeah so let's talk about your let, let's go dive deep into your career some. Ice Nineculos was founded in two thousand under the name Ice Nine, which we just said before. My yeah. high school friends Spencer Tarnas and Jeremy Schwartz. Every time I say that word Schwartz, it always reminds me of uh like the watch. No no no, it's um oh. sp- uh, uh Spaceballs. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> made I would a say it was sh- watch. Made a schwartz. they they do have a watch, yeah, Schwartz watches, yeah. you know. Um yeah. Uh, so before later recruiting drummer Grant Newstead, Newstead, okay, and
1: Newstead, uh, New, yep. just like Jason Newstead from um,
0: Metallica, that's right. Uh, so, no
1: relation, though, as far
0: as I know. Right, right. That would be awesome, though. But that would be good. Be, before later recruiting him, Grant Newstead in tw- in 2003, and swapped out their their then bassist Patrick Morse for hobby. Hobie
1: Boschenstein, I believe, is how his last name is pronounced.
0: Boshenstein in 2004, but changed their name to Ice Nine Kills just before releasing their debut independent album, "Last Chance to Make Amends," on April 20th, 2006. However, they did they did record a demo entitled "The Pop The Pop Punk Sky Years" in 2002, which. Would eventually be released in twenty oh nine, so yeah. So they waited yeah. a lot of time for it, you know. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was a while
1: for that resurfaced. So right, right. Um, but I mean, I think it's I think it's cool. I think it's it's great that they again they're not ashamed of that era and they're they're proud to, uh, to bring it back in some capacity. So right. right. Um. So the following year on November twentieth, two thousand seven, Ice Nine Kills released their EP "The Burning" through Red Bull Red red blue excuse me red blue records i thought that was red bull records (laughs) red bull records had not been established yet that was later on sorry uh the -hmm. the band set set out on several national tours in support of the ep including opening slots on tours with icy stars and eyes set to kill which is a great band great band i I love i to kill yeah among others um by 2008 the group had been invited to open for well-known acts such as as I Lay Dying, A Day to Remember Thursday, Paramore and a one-off performance on the Taste of Chaos 2009 tour there we go, again A Day to Remember is blowing up um, uh, you know, very big like metalcore band Paramore. As I Lay Dying, huge metalcore band, like yeah. just kind of like on the surface of that Um, and then for those of you who don't know the Taste of Chaos tour, I wish it was still around it was kind of like the winter version of the Vans Warped Tour which normally took place uh, in the summer um a lot of great bands got noticed and blow and blew up because of the taste of chaos right toward the view, so um that same year Einstein kills released two acoustic tracks uh the simple act of giving up and uh lifetime in a week on an ep titled two song acoustic um in mid 2009 schwartz uh decided to leave the band after struggling with life on the road again uh, leaving charnus as the only original member. charnus then recruited former uh, members of the Rochester, New York based post-hardcore band Remember Tomorrow, which had recently disbanded and stopped playing rhythm guitar. Uh, this shifted Ice Nine Kills sound into more of an experimental metalcore sound to which Ferret Music, uh, most popular for signing bands like Every Time I Die, uh, took notice and signed the band in the spring of 2009 and after their appearance on Van's Warped Tour 2009, the band began writing and recording the next record and I just want to say they were not invited to play to play the Van's warp tour they weren't they, they traveled with the Van's warp tour and would set up outside giving out CDs to to people standing in line hey check out our band playing free shows on the van's warp tour just traveling around with them right. look at them now. you know what I mean like yeah. it's so it's so that's so crazy to me a band as big as what they are now uh used to play free shows in the parking lot at Warp Tour just handing out CDs just like hey just check us out like give us a chance you know what
0: yeah, I mean Yeah, I mean, awesome. you, I mean you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes you gotta do what you, if you want it bad
1: enough you'll make mm-hmm. it happen
0: I mean if if it's even free shows they're like okay well I'll, I'll, I'll get this free CD you go to their yeah. free show I might buy some of their merchandise later you never that's know right. you know. so that's yep. good yeah so Ice like Kills re- released their second full length album Safe is just a shadow. I said that correctly at that time. Yeah, this time. It didn't fail anybody. Yeah. <laughs> on july twenty on July twelfth, twenty ten, uh vocalist Dave C. Lean, uh who was who had left the band, cont- contributed clean vocals along with Spencer Tarnas. The album received praise from heavy metal magazine Revolver and the uh, 2010 Hottest Chicks and Rock issue. And and subsequently the band was invited to attend the Revolver Golden Gods Awards in Los Angeles, California on April twentieth, twenty ten. That's a weird issue to be I mean, I, I just yeah. some, you know, it's yeah. kinda weird, you know. <laughs> but I mean um,
1: whatever whatever I, got their I,
0: I, uh yeah. I, 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 any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, that's right. I learned it from straight out of the movie. Yeah. So <laughs> that's a great movie too. Oh yeah, so gotta um, watch it. So the band supported "Safe Is Just a Shadow," uh-huh. with with a two week appearance on Warped Tour twenty ten, and a supported slot with Michigan based new metal band Taproot, which is Taproot, such a baby. great yeah. Oh, oh my God, I love that song. Yeah, I think that's their only like hit to write. maybe. Yeah, they or, weren't uh, too
1: big, but they were. Uh, you know, they definitely were part of that uh, part yeah. of that new metal craze that happened. Yeah.
0: The, the band performed on a headlining tour in the summer of 2011 as well as the performance at the Darien Lake, New York stop of World Tour Warp Tour 2011 and the Zambo Stage. I guess it's Zambo. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Silent D. Um, let's see here. The band released a music video inspired by the film *Inglorious Bastards, which is my favorite film of all That's time. That's a good movie. Yes, very good movie. Uh. The, Big glorious Bastards for their song "The People Under the Stairs" in, tw- in June twentieth, twenty eleven. That yep. same day, though, the band announced the partnership with Outer Loop Management, who represents We Came as Romans, a great band I some we both saw, Refused, and per- Periphery, among others.
1: I love Refused, man. That mm. that was a good band too. That's thankfully thankfully has made a comeback. So, mm. but yeah, like this is kind of where we're starting to see this like mu- our music. This song is inspired by such, you know, this thing. Well, Inglorious Bastards was a big movie at that time, um, and they kind of owned in on that and was like, hey, let's do a song that's based on that. Like, right? That's that's cool. Okay. Like, I love that. Yeah. It's it's the, it is the Misfits mentality. Like, Misfits have been doing that for decades. Like. We're writing songs about old horror movies, and yeah. it works for people like me. Come on, and see you, right? yeah. we love it. Yeah, yeah right. I'm yeah, all yeah. here for it. Yeah. I am here for that. Bring it on. Oh. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think this is start. This is the start where the start of that whole like creative. Hey, this might be this might be what we need to do.
0: So side note before we go on, yeah. Which okay, so so Michael Gray's Air or organ Dancing, which is your best? 'Cause I got a lot of hate on yeah. like online on Facebook for saying my favorite era is is, is Michael. Okay. I got a lot of I got a lot of like laughing emojis, you know. I mean you know, but I don't care. You know, it's all you know. Right.
1: I will say this. I have been really, really into the Michael Graves era of the misfits since high school because American Psycho and Famous Monsters are two of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. I think it's both of those are no skips i think every misfits album for me is a no skip uh for sure but there were so many problems with danzig that like it kind of made me like lean more towards michael graves because at that time michael graves was not a controversial figure he is definitely a controversial controversial figure now right um with his political views and like there's some like white supremacy stuff going on there and it makes me uncomfortable but yeah. i have to separate the music from the person i don't think that michael graves is a great person the music that he did when he was in the misfits and his solo stuff i like i think it's good yeah i think he he did a wonderful job as the frontman um he was a great frontman great stage presence wrote a lot of really good songs um and I think the Misfits can carry on without him obviously they are they they have Danzig back now but at the time Danzig was the controversial one he was the one that was kind of like the jerk and everybody knew it like nobody could be in a band with Danzig that's why he always kind of like what we mentioned before like Danzig was always the problem right then it has now become um, well Michael Graves is a problem like he's kind Mm -hmm. of a jerk to work with um, and now he's like got this like white supremacy thing that's kind of like ruining his career i believe and uh it's it's unfortunate it really is but i i would be lying if i said that dig up her bones was not one of my favorite songs of all time like i want lyrics from that song tattooed on me because it has a lot of meaning to me i love that song right right. um but yeah i I don't know if i can choose between which one is my favorite i sincerely love both eras of the misfits uh, I mm-hmm. even like the new Misfits. I'm I am totally okay with Jerry only taking over as the leader of that band. I like the new stuff, not as much obviously as the older stuff. It doesn't have quite the same appeal to me, but there's some good songs in there. I think "Land of the Dead" uh, is a great song from one of their newer albums. Um, the Monkey's Paw is really good, and it, it, I could go on. I don't know. I don't know. I feel yeah. I feel bad saying that I really like that, but like with, like with Michael yeah. Jackson, right. you know, like you have to separate the music from the person while Michael Jackson definitely had a lot of his own issues um the music that he created is special to me and memorable and I think it changed a generation uh that that had their views on what popular music was and Michael Mm -hmm. Jackson was always kind of one of these like artists that everybody could enjoy Right. Um uh, yeah. we I did mean, a whole episode on Michael Jackson, so go yeah. check that out.
0: I mean it's just like we, what we said before, you have, all you need is that one person To mess with the whole band. Yep. You know, right. Glenn Glenn Danzig did it back then. Yep. Michael Grizz was doing it now. So you never I mean, it, it's it's all you know, it's all weird, you know, the separate whole the
1: band, the mu- separate, separate the person yes. from the music as they, best as you can. Yeah, you have uh, to just, do that. Just know? please. I mean, yeah. Uh, That's all I can really say. Let the music speak for itself. Don't let the person ruin and taint all that for you. I'm not going to let what's going on with Michael Graves now ruin those two albums for me. I won't. I just won't. I won't allow it. And that's a mental thing. That's something you have to really work on. Yeah. I agree. So the band's second EP, entitled The Predator, was released on January 15th, 2013 and debuted at number nine on the Billboard Heat Seekers chart. On March thirteenth, twenty thirteen, the band announced that they would be playing the first two weeks of the twenty thirteen bands Warped Tour on the Ernie Ball stage, as well as the All Stars, All, excuse me, All Stars tour, featuring Every Time I Die, Chelsea Grin, which was like in their prime at that time, twenty thirteen. Chelsea Grin was a force to be reckoned.
0: Chelsea Grin, let me tell you something, man. <laughs> oh, so That's good. a bad group right there. Yeah, love them. Yeah,
1: uh, along with Terror, a great hardcore band. Um, and then I wrestled a bear once one of my personal favorite just from that era I just I love how ridiculous Bacon. I wrestled a bear once right. was everything about them was just so over the top and then fun fact for a lot of you who probably don't know who I wrestled a bear once uh, was because um, they are no longer around the second lead singer from that band would go on to be uh, to form the band Spirit Box that everybody loves Spirit and Box. cherishes now yeah so the lead singer from Spirit Box was the second lead singer for I Wrestle the Bear once. Fun fact. Oh. Useless music knowledge.
0: There you go. And yeah. I wrestled a bear once had a uh, song called I, some, I it was a Kevin Bacon called, song. Tastes, tastes like Kevin Bacon. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's an awesome <laughs> title. Awesome title. Oh, I wonder yeah. if Kevin Bacon, you know, kind of say, hey, it's, you know.
1: Tastes like Kevin Bacon. Yeah. It's a great one. Go check it out.
0: Um, so on so on April 26, twenty thirteen, the band released a standalone single called The Project of Hate. The song, which was released as a fundraising way to help the victims of the Boston Marathon bombing, man, that's you know that's um that's so nice of them to like raise money to help people in the in the time of you know horror, yeah. I guess you would say, you know, because anytime there's yeah. a, like a like a massive uh, bombing or anything bad like that, tragedy I mean, it, of it some sort. Yeah, 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 it's always you know it's so it's so. Half half of them for helping out, helping the victims of uh, the Boston yeah. marathon. And it's
1: cool that bands still do that because that was a big thing yeah. in like the eighties. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, with like Band-Aid and uh uh We Are the World and all that. Like that was that was a big that was a big thing. I hate to say it, but it kinda turned into a trend at that time. Yeah, um kind and, of. you know, but,
0: you but know, then it, again, it's good that
1: yeah, but, that they they were able to do something.
0: But then like again, that. do you think that be nice is is uh, I don't I don't wanna well do you, do you think that be nice is like trendy though? I mean, because yeah. I mean, the nice is like I just I think
1: what happened in like, the eighties is nice it was be like nice,
0: you know I mean it's like, it was, yeah, yeah be
1: nice everyone obviously be nice I think what happened in the eighties though was it became a marketing trend so like things would happen and then st- they started popping up everywhere like there was always a benefit uh mm-hmm. like song yeah. that was coming out mm-hmm. to to do this and uh, you know it kind of feels like I now, don't know kind of watered down I guess. Mm-hmm that might be a horrible thing for me to say but like that's how I looked at it so I'm glad it's not like that anymore like when you hear about these things and like you know I mean you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt but like for the most part these bands are like oh this song we don't collect anything from the song 100% of this goes to the uh, uh, to the victims of whatever or it goes to this charity and things like that and I hope that's true I really do Um, but I also would understand if like they didn't also get a cut of that because that's their work i mean like that's that this is their job but like so like i don't know what i'm saying is i think when you hop on the the trend of be nice tragedy (laughs) in order for yourself to benefit
0: in some way anyway it's all weird Yeah.
1: yeah it's weird so but uh on january 8th of 2014 the band released the second single from their forthcoming album the power and belief uh ice nine kills re- uh released their third studio album the predator becomes the prey on january 21st through the newly created outer loop records an imprint of fearless records uh which i i think this is cool because like the ep that um was the predecessor to this album was just simply called the predator um and then that obviously that now has not t- now tied into the follow-up the predator has become the prey i love stuff like that like i uh, make it a story for me tell me that it's a concept album and i will sit there and listen to it all day long right um so and i will try to do the connections between all the things i'm a nerd the album marks the band's first entrance into the billboard top 200 charts landing at number 153 the album also debuted at number three on the top heat seekers chart number 38 on the independent label chart and number 13 on the hard rock chart so this this is it this is where they're starting to uh get a little more popular a little bit more you know they're getting
0: a yeah. little bit noticed which is great yeah they're being noticed yeah soon we will will get noticed pretty soon hopefully oh, hopefully. hopefully we gotta keep grinding. yeah it might take 20 years oh god I hope not <laughs> I hope not it's like it I, I'll be 60 in 20 years holy crap <sighs> I don't think I'm doing this and I'm thinking about you know by and hey, I would be privileged
1: to still be doing this with you at 60 years old
0: I'm sure we will <laughs> I'm positive <laughs> we will so. anyway so on February 27th 2014 Ice 9 Kills released a video for let's bury the hatchet in your head ah! <laughs> Got <Gotcha> you there gotcha. <laughs> on February 6th 2015 Ice 9 Kills released uh, a music video for the fastest way to a girl's heart is through her rib cage. Ooh, <laughs> these this these soft titles are so this great. Is, <laughs> this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, on well, what well, they say a, a, a fastest way to a man's heart is uh, through through his a stomach. stomach, and that's right. That's that's through a te- technically through a roofgate so you can say that about male too right oh
1: yeah. man one of the out one of, I will say one of the I was just kind of digging through some uh um some of the uh history of them leading up to this cuz again I wasn't this I was not I was not into this band until the silver screen came along so I right. was not familiar right. but I believe it was this album one of the albums had a song titled called Chris Brown's latest hit obviously being a play oh, on no, the physical dude. abuse and yeah, he uh um, yeah, uh, that's, yeah. put on Rihanna yeah. and I was like yeah. <laughs> it was a different time man it was truly a different time
0: yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, I think he'll release a video for the festival through a girl's part is through her rickage happy Halloween happy Halloween. <laughs> and on February 19th 2015 I think he'll release a new song called Me, Myself and Hide Jack on the reference. yeah from their new album, scheduled to for a fall release of 2015, uh, from April 30th to May 22nd, though, Ice Nine Tales headlined the is that 6? The,
1: f- the 9 Lives Tour.
0: 9 Lives, so thank you. 9, lives, nine yeah. lives Tour with Get Scared Upon this Disdawning, cha- uh, Chasing Safety, and bright Well. On June 22nd of 2015, Einstein kills released a music video for their version of "Animals" by Maroon Five on Fearless Ooh. Records. Horrible band. Um, for <laughs> Punk Ghost Pop Volume Six.
1: I'll I'll say this: I don't think that Maroon Five is a horrible band. Again, they, I, they, I are, have to they are. They're singer. The they're they're, they're totally, from the band.
0: Nope, they're totally trash.
1: i I'll, I'll say this: I liked. Me, what's the first like hit that they also started out as a ska band let uh, me, odd enough, let, but let, um let
0: me ask a question do you know any sure. do you know do you know any names about the maroon Five other than adam no or, uh,
1: because there's no original members left i think maybe one oh, guy no, who do you think the problem is there see right?
0: look at that Look at Adam, that. Adam
1: Levine is a douchebag. Uh, I've got no problem saying that. have to separate the music, though. What's the first song they had? Not with him. Because um, um, it's getting harder and harder to breathe. Harder That's to good breathe. I like that one. I, um, she Will Be Loved. I think it's a good song. Geez. I even like Payphone. I thought Payphone was a bop when it came out. But I think Adam Levine is a douchebag. And what he said about, like, um, only... What did he say about Metal Chicks? They don't um,
0: listen to no... no um no uh, hot chicks no, listen to metal that's yeah, what it was yeah. no
1: that was his in in the, in the uh the dms that he was sending to some chick uh while you know while he was married yeah. uh and it was not his wife um and he was talking about her body uh in a very sexual manner and very inappropriate he said he made the comment no uh no hot chicks listen to metal and i think that is just douche move man what a what a piece. Anyway. Um, September 17th, 2015, the band signed to Fearless Records to release their then-upcoming album, Every Trick in the Book. This is really where it starts. This is the marketing uh, genius starting to show. Uh, The lead single and music video, Bloodbath and Beyond, (laughs) was released on September 25th. The second single, Communion of the Curse, was released on October 22nd. Uh, The first video for um, a shortened remake of The Exorcist, uh, every trick in the book was, re- was released on December 4th, 2015. Okay. Every trick in the book is kind of like the template for what would come for the silver screen. Every trick in the book, obviously, every song was about a book, a novel of some sort. Um, but as I also learned from the punk rock NBA Finn McKinty video, uh, i think what really worked for them when they with the silver scream is typically in a metal scene Mm -hmm. how many of them are talking about books that they love like how many metalheads talk about how what how they just love reading books it's very it's very not saying they're they're not out there it's just a lot smaller well think about all the metalheads that talk about loving horror movies Well, see
0: metalheads read books on like um i got uh kiki's that kiki dining like like metalheads right. like to read stuff about. They're into like,
1: writing their own books, right? Yeah, <laughs> but not like reading like classic no, novels. Like no. it, it's just it's 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 not as not as popular. But what what worked for them was metalheads love horror movies, right? They do. They go hand in hand. That that community um, comes together all the time. So I think that's where that's really where it started to take off. But we're not quite there yet. This is just every song like is is about a book. That's a cool concept. That's a cool concept album. For you to sit down and know, like this song is inspired by this book, and this one's inspired by this one. And while I am not a reader, my wife is, and I'm sure that if I read all these song tracks off to her and was like, "Hey, what what book is this from?" she could probably tell me. Yeah, that's her thing. It's yeah. not mine. It's not yours. But you know, it's not mine either. <laughs> cool. But you know what is horror movies. Yeah, I love hey. '80s horror movies. Exactly. That's why I love this band so much. They really did a good job of that. So,
0: so. which 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 horror movie can you? Like say like line the line like Halloween, Halloween,
1: Halloween, and Saw were two of my favorite like franchises. Like love them, and I love like the George Romero, uh, all the like Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead, all the of the deads. Um, I love that stuff. I, I think yeah. those are good. But I would say my probably my favorite franchise is the Halloween.
0: You know what my favorite um of the dead movie is. I bet you we're going to never guess it in a million years.
1: I will guess it. Let me think about it. Let okay. me think on it for a minute. It's there, probably like a really obscure one.
0: There's been a lot of a lot of, of The Dead movies.
1: Is this a remake of one no. of the originals? No. no. No? It's one of the newer ones. Yeah. Kind of on its own. Yeah. Okay. Shaun of the Dead.
0: <laughs> Great movie, but not yeah, my favorite. But movie. Not, no, and, the, and, <laughs> that's, and it's definitely a play on all the movies.
1: Too, <laughs> yeah. <so>. yeah. <laughs> um. I will say Diary of the Dead.
0: Bingo! How do you know?
1: I don't know. I just ran. I yeah, guess. Like, but I but knew it was going to be some obscure. Dude, yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Diary of the Dead was like kind of like
0: like a really like working
1: a, off of that like found footage.
0: Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah.
1: they had a recording of the. Yeah, it's, of, It played off of that, but a, cool a lot concept. of people.
0: A lot of people does not do not like that movie. Like, why? Yeah, That's such a good. You know, because I love. A good one.
1: It. I own it. I, I own it. I own all those of the dead movies. <laughs> I love Dawn of the Dead is pro- probably my favorite one. Then. I bet you like got the, the box-
0: remake. I bet you got the box set of it, didn't you?
1: I don't have the box set, but I do have like all of those movies and I remember getting the original Night of the Living Dead which is funny a funny story because George Romero didn't like trademark that which is it so it kind of oh. like sat in uh what do they call it oblivion um, <laughs> well just the like anybody has rights to it like it, there, it's got a, the public domain that's it that's what i'm trying to say it's like he didn't have a trademark behind that so there were all these like r- weirdly like remade um versions of that movie and it's because of that he didn't have a trademark behind it and he said that was his own stupid fault because it started out as a college project and he didn't think it was going to turn into a cultural phenomenon um but you know, uh he never do, his you lesson now
0: yeah yeah because I don't think um George Lucas thought that there was was gonna be a rocket ship you know
1: oh no he uh, it was that was another like project that is now like amazing but yeah so like I you do you remember Dollar Tree yeah. uh, there's still some dollar trees around but when Dollar Tree was in the Sumter Mall. I remember going in there and they had a bin of DVDs that you could like look through yeah, for and like five bucks, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, a dollar yeah. oh. for like two movies. Wow, okay. And I picked one up and it was the original Night of the Living Dead in a sleeve that was like this thin, mm-hmm. and I took it home and loved it. I had been wanting to watch that movie for forever, and uh, it's so good.
0: Nice, nice. Uh, we got to do a, do an episode on like horror movies. That'd be awesome.
1: Yes, we we can we can find a way to.
0: Even though this was a music podcast, music and movies are all come on now, you know? Yep.
1: Um, we did do horror movie scores. I do remember doing that.
0: We, like, yes, we did. Famous scores. Uh, oh, I got to go back and listen to it. Okay. That's one of the, yeah, that was like first year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, long, yeah. Ago, long time ago. So. Back to Ice Like Um Ice released a re recorded version of the 2010 album, Safe is Just a Shadow.
1: It's back. It's haunting you.
0: Yes. On January, 7th, they released the day after my birthday, January twenty seventeen. I was, mm-hmm. I was twenty seven, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Um, my birthday is January fifth. They released it on January 6th. Ah. Uh, vocalist Spencer Tarnas described the reasoning stating, "Quotes with the evolution of our of our skills as musicians, and the original producer Steve Spud." Sp- so, top check. Um having established yep. himself at the top of the craft, we felt this was a perfect time to re-record the album and give Ed extra attention that I was deserved. Mm-hmm. In yeah. March in March twenty seventeen, uh they released a music video for the nature of the beast, inspired by the animal the book Animal Farm The Book Animal Farm, sorry. Additionally, the band was featured on the Fearless uh, uh, Punk ghost Pop series Punk Ghost Pop 7 covering I Don't Want to Live Forever originally by Lane and Taylor Swift on uh, July 14th, 2017. Afterwards, the band toured with Motionless and White and Chelsea Grin uh, while working on the upcoming studio album. On ju- on June 14th, 2018, though. Um drummer Connor Sullivan announced that he was leaving the band for to preserve difficult music projects. Uh and former uh, Affiance drummer Patrick uh help me out here. Glant. Gal- Glant. Glant. Yeah. Uh will serve as the touring member.
1: Yes. Um that guy is an incredible drummer. Um That's and great. he, you know, his first like feature with them was the silver scream too uh so it was connor sullivan on the the first one but um you could tell that the drums definitely like took a turn like but in a good way like it, i mean just connor was a great drummer and did a lot of really good and, and incredible like technical things but like patrick gallant came into this band and just like cranked it up you know times 20 like the, i follow that guy on instagram and he is just an insane drummer um uh, and I, I love his drum set. If if you've ever paid attention, so he's endorsed by SJC uh, Custom Drums, who just does an amazing job with anything that they touch. And anytime you take a band like this, who is already very creative and like has a big you know show right. atmosphere that they're bringing to it, uh, what they did was they turned they they had all of his drums look like popcorn buckets, right? Um, so it looks like a popcorn bucket, and then around the rim, it looks like the popcorn. If you look really closely, the popcorn is actually very small skulls that look like popcorn, uh, and it's got right. blood dripping down the sides and stuff right. like that. It's really unique, and um, I, I think it's—I think I think it's so cool. You should—you should look that up. It, nice. it is an incredible—the the detail is incredible in that. So
0: nice,
1: nice. So um, so but,
0: so before we go on, um, yeah, we're going okay. So when I bought this book. The uh the comic book that we're gonna talk about soon, um they were having a bundle of the album The Silver Scream. Yeah. The only reason why I got that is because this is gonna be the only official album uh, official release. I don't think okay. they're gonna do any more uh, any more vinyl release of the album Silver Scream. so I had to pick Ooh, it up. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Very
1: nice. Nice. You lucky dog.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of them. <laughs> and i got and i got it back there but i didn't but i didn't find it in time for this podcast so
1: oh man yeah what a shit that's okay i need to go through all mine as well yeah right right. um all right so let's talk about it this is where it takes off man silver scream uh so the silver scream is the fifth album by the american heavy metal band ice nine kills as mentioned before and we were they released that on october 5th 2018 the day before that i got married Um, uh, happy anniversary to my wife we have celebrated four years I love you Allison Um, but uh, yeah October 5th 2018 uh, by Fearless Records much like their previous album where all tracks were inspired by different novels all the tracks are inspired by horror films Uh, some examples of the source material are Nightmare on Elm Street used in the song The American Nightmare Friday the the 13th for the song Thank God It's Friday and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the song Savages Uh, the album uh, features guest appearances by bands uh, by the band's former singer jeremy schwartz tony lovato of Mest, which is just but again mess was a great pop punk band from yes. the early 2000s so they're paying homage to that um actress chelsea talmage randy Str- uh, strohmeyer of finch um great band buddy schwab of uh j and J R Wazalewski of less than jake uh, Will Salazar of Phoenix TX, another great old pop-punk band from the 2000s, and Stanley Kubrick's g- uh, grandson, Sam Kubrick, of the UK band Shields. Hmm. Uh, the album marked their highest chart positions in the U.S., debuting at number 29 on the Billboard 200 and number two on the Hard Rock Albums chart. A Grave Mistake, which, again, that was the first song I ever heard by them, became the first the band's first top-ten hit on the Billboard Mainstream ch- uh, Charts, and as mentioned before, that is a song based on the movie The Crow. Uh, this is the final album to feature guitarist and vocalist Justin uh, DeBleek. DeBleek, I believe that's how you say his name, Um, as well as bassist Justin Morrow, um, who departed from the band in 2019 to, joined, to join another core band, as I like to describe them, okay. Motionless <laughs> and White, uh, another great horror band, nice. horror rock, punk band, whatever you want to call them. So.
0: Theatricore, let's just call them Theatricore because I mean it's the, I love theatrics and everything so yeah that's yeah. a great that's a great title yeah. for them so. uh, Five music videos have been re- released in which the lead singer Spencer uh, is a psych, 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 uh, psychologist, psychologist after experiencing dreams based on the song The American Nightmare Thank God It's Friday and A Great Mistake Stabbing in the Dark and it is the end
1: yeah stabbing so, in the dark is like the uh the halloween uh song and then it is the end obviously pennywise it gotcha, uh, that's the yeah. one that features the the guys from less than jake like doing like a horn like scoffing so
0: gotcha um the sixth video was also released through its one take place in christmas of 93 which targets was, was a child and celebrating christmas day with his parents Mary Xmas which is yeah great.
1: that's a good Christmas song
0: and if you go to our YouTube channel on uh, you know obviously YouTube um yep. slash when the words for music I I did a reaction to the uh video thank God this Friday and it's a long video but but it's great I mean it's well, like a, yeah like it's like, and it's, that, like a, it's like an actual you know thing of you know
1: it's like a small it's like a short film small, and that's right. what I love about it, is yeah. the, those music videos tied together with this this narrative the in the thing. background yeah. that the stories were connected and it was like watching a small film right with music thrown in there i love that it, um, i mean michael jackson perfected that with thriller that was the coolest yeah. thing anyone had ever seen what the music video is like a movie are you serious right and they did it again with smooth criminal and then like you know other bands have done the same thing uh and i just i love that when i found out that the, the they were all like connected somehow i was like uh, <laughs> what um <laughs> And now it is a Halloween tradition for me to watch all the music videos, right, uh, right, kind of playing back to back. So, so a deluxe reissue edition titled "The Silver Scream: The Final Cut" was released on October twenty fifth of twenty nineteen. The reissue contains bonus tracks, including the band's cover of Michael Jackson's hit song "Thriller," a song about the scream. Uh, excuse me, a song about the scream horror film series, um, which I believe is called uh, "Your." i'll have to look about it anyway Mm -hmm. one live track and three acoustic tracks um uh but yeah it's a good one um Mm -hmm. i love the uh i love his cover their cover of thriller um we did not feature that on our um cover wars episode from last year um just because for one thing we were we we wanted to promote um the uh oh man what is her name gosh we had her on the show Red Hand in Denial oh, Lauren Babick. Lauren Babbick, sorry um, We love you, Lauren I'm, to, I'm, a, I'm a time stamp this one so you can edit yeah. it because I totally forgot what name yeah. was anyway. um, but yeah, uh, so we could uh, promote Lauren uh, and her cover of that that she did, uh, but maybe yes. we'll have to revisit that because that's been covered like a number of times, That that is definitely a song we could bring back and do another cover wars for Hey so. man,
0: like, uh, like I keep telling my guests they can always come back because there's there's gotta be like nine trillion songs out. We can we can yeah. easily do all. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. Yeah, so we, we need, we need to get
1: Lauren back on the show, and then we'll do a cover wars of Thriller, and we'll do Ice Nine Kills version. And we'll find another one. To do yes. As I'm is. making so much racket. Sorry, I dropped a can and it just. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was like a Plinko thing. Just. Went right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't you can't repeat that. You know that's one yeah. in a lifetime. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, in an in a interview with uh, Wall of Sound on September twenty fourth, 2018, Spencer Tarnas revealed that the band collaborated with Les and Jake on the song It Is the End, which is based on it, the movie It. Um, right, yep, yeah, it, 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 it's just, like I said before, it's a movie. Novel
1: like, and, yeah, and so they kind of did like a little combination there. It was based on the novel and the movie. So haha. Uh, yeah. Like, haha, We're gonna make you guys read anyway.
0: Yeah, even though you don't want to. <laughs> but uh Less than Jake provided the brass instrument section of the song giving the sinister carnival circus vibe.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Um the Which album is a, there is a great episode of the so the singer of Less Than Jake has a podcast called Krista Makes a podcast, and he had Spencer on there um, to talk about uh, American Nightmare and yeah. they talked about that for a little bit like they kind of went into like the idea to do uh, have the, the brass section from Less Than Jake like appear on the song to make it seem like a circus like feel and I was right. just like oh that's so cool yeah.
0: uh, the album also features a track called Rocking the Boat in which the band the band name drops all the their previous releases and a farmer singer Jeremy Schwartz makes a guest appearance so it's good yeah. that that that, that cool. they call back, past you know, because you know that's right. Because I because I bet you when he left, they like, oh my god, already you know, did they break up because of something else? I know right. I don't I don't think uh, you know I think it's yeah. like like a burning love still. So yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. So on January first of twenty nineteen, former bassist Shane uh, Shane Business unfortunately died at the age of thirty one. Uh, frontman Spencer Charnas revealed the news via Instagram, sharing a video. Uh, and an anecdotal story about his former bandmate who recorded bass on the band's 2010 album Safe as Just a Shadow. Lead guitarist Justin DeBleek, uh, former lead guitarist, uh, released a tribute song uh, named Sunrise under the moniker Fallbrook. On 20 uh, March 23rd, their bassist Justin Morrow ported, parted ways with the band, as we mentioned before, to join Motionless and White. Uh, the band wrote, uh, we are excited for Justin and wish him nothing but the best and announced that Joe... Um achuti I don't know. As a permanent replacement. Uh Justin DeBleek all, was also not present on the first two hours, two hours, two tours of twenty nineteen while he was producing the new Motionless in White album, Disguise. So they were they were still working together in a in a sense. And um so yeah, no bad blood, I believe. So yeah.
0: On September thirteenth, twenty nineteen, uh, the band released an acoustic rendition of the song "Savagest," which is inspired by Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Right. Um. But on twenty, uh, but on September twenty fourth, the band released a final music video for "Silver Scream," uh, completing the storyline that they had started with "American Nightmare," uh, with the release of the music video on for their final track of the album. It is the end, based on it yeah cool Um, music video too very
1: creepy and i like the little like horn like like (laughs) like that that they throw in there randomly it's just just fun man yeah on october
0: on october 4th 2019 the band released their acoustic version for the song stabbing in the dark featuring matt he heffy or okay so is it heffy or heffy I, I always thought wrong. it was Heffy. I Heffy. always
1: said Heffy too. So yeah. I've been a trivium fan for a long time and I always believed it was
0: Heffy. I've heard I've heard before, but uh, I have uh, to. Potato Potato, you know. So Yeah. Uh unless you talk to him and then we'll we'll ask him what's the what's the correct. Yeah, how do you properly here? pronounce your How do you name? how do you say the last name, dude? Uh <laughs> the the band reissued the silver. Uh, the band's reissue of the silver screen dubbed the final cut was released on October twenty fifth.
1: Yes. then the band released a cover and a music video of the yeah. Elvis song Can't Help Falling in Love mm. which we will definitely do a cover wars of because I have found several really good versions of that I, Um. But it, yeah
0: I I, I I think I told you about the Casey Musgrave one right
1: yes you did yeah. Um. there's a lot of good ones 21 Pilots has a very like iconic version of that too nice.
0: um,
1: but yeah so they released that February 29th obviously leading up to uh, Valentine's Day. Um and uh in 2021 to the Fearless Channels uh Fearless Records YouTube channel. The title of the new album was listed in the credits as The Silver Scream 2: Welcome to Horrorwood. Mm. So there we go. Mm. We're we're getting we're getting to the uh we're getting to the uh our favorite album here.
0: That's such a good title too, Welcome to Horrorwood, Hollywood, Horrorwood. Yeah. It yeah. is it is Horrorwood now. I mean, yeah. You know, so. True. <laughs> right, right. Am I right? Am I right? Oh, you're right. Uh, <laughs> uh, in the interview with the Alternative Press, lead vocalist Spencer, uh, he stated in quotations, "In Scream Two, uh, Randy points out the bodies, the body count is always bigger." In quotations, Tardix explains, "Quotations, the production is upon up on every level. There's more. There's more of a recording budget, or." filming budget. We went to, into the Silver Scream 2 with the light the lighthearted attitude that we were gonna have fun and see how much crazier we, we we would take this in a newfound style of taking horror movies and converting it into I Sound Kill Screamers. As with the previous as with the previous album, uh, each of the videos are based on the films that the tracks are written about, while also having an overall story of, arc across the sequence of videos
1: so good i love it all of them tied together they just recently did one for um the shower scene which is you know based on psycho right uh and it's it's so good and again like the end of it like just ties into this like narrative and they have like we'll get to it in a minute but like bill mosley from the texas chainsaw massacre 2 uh and um and uh devil's rejects and all those rob zombie films like he plays a part in this like they have they have finally made it like they are they are being recognized for their love for horror movies so
0: right right nice nice
1: yeah all right so all right then on the ninth of each month leading up to the album's release a new single and an accompanying music video was released to promote the album on july 9th 2021 the band released the lead single from the album hip to uh from the out uh, excuse me uh lead single from the album, the song called Hip To Be Scared, inspired by American Psycho. The single features Papa Roach frontman, Jacoby Shaddix and was released along with an accompanying music video. Do you like Ice Nine Kills? Hey Paul! Uh, On August 3rd, we we did a, so you remember we had an idea last year where we watched like scary music videos uh, and we were going to make it like this Halloween special and put it on YouTube and then it got taken down because of copyright. Right. Out. Yeah. anyway that was a fun one that we watched and did it, and did it like a reaction to and unfortunately didn't make it onto youtube but uh still good I stuff could, nonetheless I, I
0: could i could probably try to re, re-upload it and see what happens you know oh yeah um, might make it work Might.
1: Yeah. um so august 3rd 2021 the band released a teaser video featuring the album's track listing leading fans to predict and speculate the horror slash thriller movies that inspired the songs on the album on august 9th 2021 the band released the second single assault and batteries which is my favorite song from the album inspired by child's play uh and on september 9th 2021 the band released the third single rainy day inspired by resident evil Mm. on october 9th of 2021 the band released the fourth single funeral derangements uh Mm. inspired by pet cemetery again also a novel yeah Uh, the album was released on october 15th 2021 and four months after the album had released the band released a fifth single from the record take your pick featuring george corpse grinder fisher yes uh from um from uh cannibal 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 corpse Corpse. yeah taking cinematic inspiration from the movie my bloody valentine and being released on february 14th 2022 for valentine's day alongside an animated music video that is the only one that does not have like a connection to like the rest of the music videos that they have done the rest of them tie in that was just kind of like a special so
0: have you ever seen my bloody valentine i have not the original
1: movie. one i watched the remake the remake is uh, awesome years ago, but yeah. yeah the remake's yeah. good i like it so.
0: i had that on blu-ray but i don't know what to do with it so
1: yeah mm. um i'm gonna time stamp this too because i forgot to grab the charger for the laptop let me go grab that real okay quick. It's, all right me you know,
0: Okay. <laughs> Sorry. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean just, just, the, the, the laptop needs food so feed it right yeah <laughs> so okay um so let's talk about your legacy for a minute uh, for, So this is from MetalSucks.net, if anybody cares to take a look at it well yeah. I'll read it uh quotations plenty of bands are they're plenty of bands out there play Metacore and lots of bands play horror metal. A few have secured a legion of fans' imaginations like Ice Nine Kills. So much so of that is Tarnas, Tarnas' songwriting and lyrical skills, Um, and even more so his love and dedication to the stories that shaped him. But because of that, he has the opportunity to branch out into a genre that could use a little honest darkness and depravity all that matters now is that there's blood upon the stage which yeah i just thought that was such a
1: yeah like that that's just such a cool like way to kind of like wrap it all up you know like they uh and this kind of leads into our mental our mental health minute here but you know i think uh spencer and his dedication to his craft uh and something this is something he's wanted to do for a long time is have a band um he found a way to merge like music and his love for horror uh and uh make it make it work man there it's a market like there's people out there that love this kind of stuff you and me are one of those people like two of those people and it's it's great to um it's great that they finally like hit their stride they were not an overnight success by any means uh, but don't let that discourage you from like giving up. You know what I mean? Like the music business is a, it, it's hard for as podcasters. Like we don't do this for a living while it would be fun. We, we can't really do it for a living right now. I did, um, did. There are people that can do it. Um, And the same with playing music like it, it's great. But once you like see how hard it can be, a lot of people tap out before they ever have a chance to. Uh, to make it and Spencer never gave up. He kept giving it his all. Uh he had no problem with continuing to just grind it out and and make it work. Uh and so for any of the of any of you who have some type of passion that you would love to make into a career, uh it might take a little bit, but I, I, I don't want y'all to just hang it up and give up whenever it looks like it's never gonna work or you think, well I just don't have what it takes. I think anyone has what it takes. It's just it's just a matter of how, how long are you willing to be patient until it finally pays off. So mm. let that be your mental health minute for today. You got something out there that you love, that you want to make happen, keep at it, man. Just don't give up on your dreams. It'll work out.
0: I tell you what, man, that really hit me hard today, just, just hearing you say that. Because well, it should. It should. <laughs> <laughs> no, because no, I'm completely serious. I'm like, uh, yeah. you know, because... Um, this morning I got up. I'm like, damn, man, we haven't, you know, we haven't gotten to where where I thought we were going to be in two years' sure. time, you know. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It's it's just taking the time, one step at a time, and uh, you know, I mean, did around that matter, you know? Yeah. And I don't think we've really done that quite yet to to the liking the I would want us to see, but that's okay, you know. Yeah. You know I mean, but, we'll get
1: there. We've still had a fun time along the along the uh, the yes. ride here. We've did, we've done some great interviews. We've done some fun episodes. Uh, I love doing cover wars. I think it's just uh, it's just this is a fun a fun thing for me. Like I, yeah. I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it, and that is what's some, that is what is most important. I believe is finding something that you love and just make it just make it work. Right. You can do it.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, but I'm hoping one day we can we can do this as a as a full time job. You know, maybe it would be fun. Everyone, I would, it would love. Be it. A whole, Anyway, uh, now that we got all the, all the depression out of our bodies, Woo, <laughs> so we can say thank you so much for listening to the show today. Be sure to share this with your friends, family, dogs, cats, muskrats, whatever. Muskrats, and ghouls, and ghouls, and goblins, and uh, oh, 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 you know what? Just remind me. I hope. I hope I can get a hold of uh, John Gavicon, Uh so oh, that yeah. he can come on for a Halloween episode. That would be awesome. Yep. Yeah. So we're available on all multiple podcasts and, uh, and uh, including uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify and Stitcher and Google Play Store along with many many others and we're on Amazon too so if you don't want to um, go to your phone you get hey Alexa uh, play when we' tell me you know we're, we're there too. Um, there
1: we are right alongside rings of power
0: yes and uh, right and uh if uh please leave a rating and review if you'd like to see us grow more we were you for and we will read your reviews right here on show if you want us to do it
1: yes please uh the best way that you can stay up to date with us is by following us on all of our social media that uh that would be instagram it's at when words fail podcast uh facebook at WWFMS Podcast, Twitter, When Words Fail MS, and TikTok, at When Words Fail Music Speaks.
0: Mm. Send us personal stories of how music has helped you to When at gmail.com.
1: You can subscribe to our YouTube channel like you're watching right now. Uh, where you can watch interviews, music video reactions, vinyl showcases, and more at youtube.com slash when words fail music speaks. Make sure you turn on the notifications bell
0: and hit subscribe and like if you like the video. Give it a thumbs up. And we are trying to get Mr. Bro Emo beemo, um on the, uh, the I, you know, I still got that. I, I, I just got that right now. Yeah. E- Bemo like mostly emo because you are you know. emo back then. Yeah. yeah, emo since so I just mean, got that. So, um, yeah, we're trying to get you on on, on, on the uh, uh, YouTube channel, man. You need to. I know. Yeah.
1: I'm in. I'm in some of the episodes, but I would love to do like yeah. reactions and uh, vinyl showcases and stuff like that. Uh, in addition, so yeah. yeah. But bye, uh, YouTube.
0: <laughs> hi uh, YouTube. Hi. Hi. So for all of the links to find out more about us. Or to buy some of our merchandise, including shirts, shoes, and you know, we well, don't have any shoes yet. Shoes? Huh, no. What? Well, News to me. slip-ons. <laughs> yeah, slip-ons, flip-flops. <laughs> Crocs. And Crocs, yeah, I hate Crocs, man. Um, <laughs> you can visit our website uh, to go to, to, to the store at com.
1: That is right. And our logo is created by One Up Graphics, and our theme song. Was created by the wonderful and talented Doc Brass. You can find both of them on Instagram and Twitter at one upgraphics and at Doc D O K Brass. Uh, you can check out my other spot podcast uh, spodcast, spodcast? Mm-hmm. podcast called South Carolina Spook Show. Uh, it is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. All about true crime and paranormal activity from the state of South Carolina. And for this entire month, I have been releasing minisodes every day of the month as a countdown to Halloween. Um and if you don't mind, just go give it a sh- go give it a shot. Give it a whirl. Let me know how you like it. Um sources from this episode come from Wikipedia and MetalSucks.net. And with that out of the way, I
0: think, James, it's time to wrap this bad boy up. I think so too, man. So um so thank you again for listening to the show. And always remember when words fail,
1: Music speaks.
0: Happy Halloween, Happy everybody.
1: Halloween, everybody.
0: Woo! why? <laughs>